Hey everyone and welcome to another Wednesday special of the Scouting Report. Preseason football in the NFL is underway and there is a ton of commentary out there from those both creating storylines and actually following the teams to keep fans interested. While some of those are legitimate storylines, many are created, you know, I would say out of thin air as a means to keep fans interested, which is also a good thing. But the real question is, what should I really be paying attention to during camps and preseason games? We will get into all of that on today's episode. First, let me remind you, head over to iTunes or Podbean, rate this podcast, and while you are there, like it, subscribe, and share with a friend. Follow me on Twitter at RightStepADV or head over to RSAFootball.com to learn more about all that I do. We have audio scouting reports coming out every Tuesday and Thursday, and we will continue to look for your suggestions on players that you would like to hear, as well as what future topics you want to hear on this Wednesday special. Analytics, player development, strength, and off-season training, you let me know what you want to hear. But with that, let's get into some preseason football talk. Like most of you, the start of football season is a magical time. Late July in the NFL, the pads go on, start to get into the fall routine, kids are back in school, the weather cools a little bit, and uh, I guess in some places, maybe here in Atlanta, not so much. Rosters are at 90 players, give or take a few, and preseason games are underway. You read the daily clippings, you follow your team, you're getting that fantasy football board ready to go, you're watching as much practice as you can, watching preseason games, but what are you missing that is really going on with these NFL teams? One of the biggest storylines that fans and media love every year is the long shot and underdog that is going to make a team. That may be an undrafted free agent, a seventh round draft pick, maybe a vet trying to make a comeback, whatever it is. Uh, Well, I'm sorry, I'm going to start by throwing a little bit of cold water on that, which in turn will really help me frame this uh, the whole way you look at a roster. So the way I'm going to do that today is by actually taking a look at an NFL roster. I'm not going to tell you what team it is, but I will say it was one of last year's playoffs teams. It uh, They are fully expected to be back in the playoffs this year. A Certainly a good football team, a good roster. I would say as I looked and broke down this roster, it would be fairly typical of, you know, I would say probably three quarters of the NFL teams in the way they have their roster set up. So... Let's jump in. Sitting as we talk today, we're going to you know treat it as if there's 90 players on the roster. As we get down, we'll be cutting cut to 85, and you know later on, less than that players as we get down to that mark of 53 active players. Um, so let's jump in. Let's uh, let's start and um, just kind of go position by position, see what they have, and see where we think they might end up going. So first off, let's start at the quarterback position. They currently have four quarterbacks on their roster. I would expect this team to, you know, fully take and keep two on the active roster. The third quarterback on their current roster is an NFL vet and certainly a guy that I could see um, at a minimum with the new practice squad rules being on the practice squad. But with uh, the different situations at quarterback on this team, I could see this player being active. So again, you're looking at two, maybe three quarterbacks. Again, with this team, pretty easy to look and see who that is. The next spot, let's look at the wide receivers. This is where it starts to get a little fun. Currently, 
This uh, team has, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 wide receivers on the roster. As I look at it, I think there are four that are absolute locks to make the roster based on draft status, contract, uh, you know, just who the players are. After that, you've got a number of guys who are looking to prove themselves as the number five and six wide receiver. You've got a couple late later round draft picks from the last couple years. You've got some... Um, players that are going to try to make it on special teams. So first spot where you can start looking through and trying to decide where this team's going to go. You've got four, take them on the roster. Most teams are going to keep five or six wide receivers, and then you'll probably have two to three wide receivers on the practice squad. So as you look at the back end of this roster, you're going to be looking at eight guys basically fighting. We'll call it two spots for right now. Eight guys, two spots. So who is going to be the guys that you think will rise to the top? Start with special teams. Special teams for the wide receivers is going to be essential. Who is playing on at least two or three units? Who is having an impact on two or three units? From there, start looking at where these players are backing up. Again, numbers alone, having a huge preseason as a wide receiver doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make a roster. Start following, all right, this guy is the backup to the number one wide receiver. He's the first in. Or this player, hey, he's lining up in all three different wide receiver spots. He's inside on the left. He's inside on the right. He's outside playing in motion. He can do a lot of different things. So as you start to look at your team and what they're doing at that wide receiver spot. Again, start to think about four to five wide receivers, maybe six depending on what I would say your running back and tight end situation is. And then you know, just start figuring out who's playing special teams and who actually looks like a guy that they belong on the field. After that, we're going to go over to tight ends as we've kind of mentioned them. This is a fairly unique team. They've got four tight ends that I think are set to make this roster. Four tight ends is a you know bigger number. A lot of teams carry three, um, but this team has, let's see, seven tight ends, six tight ends on the roster. I think four of them are a lock to make this roster based on just overall numbers, what they like to do, and where these players have been drafted, what their contracts look like. Now, could one of them be a trade piece? Yeah, certainly. I would say not likely the case with this team, but as you start looking about at teams with depth at certain positions, always start to think about some of those trade candidates and where they may end up going. From the tight end spot, let's kick it over to the running back, and we'll say running back fullback with this uh, team. I think there are two running backs, absolute locks to make this team. They've got a player, you know, kind of some hybrid players. I would say, you know, one of the two of them is certainly going to make it as a, you know, hybrid fullback, be able to do some other stuff. Obviously, special teams for that fullback is huge. That will certainly make a difference for this team. After that, you've got, uh, let's see here, seven players. Uh, we took two of those out, so you got five players fighting for, I would say, one spot on this roster. And it's not out of the question, you know, to only keep two running backs for a team. Now, one of these players was a draft pick. I would call, call mid-delay early on day three. I would say he's probably locked. So you've got three players probably locked to make a roster. If one of these other running backs of the three does not stand out in the preseason, fully expect there to be three running backs. So you can take those three, notch them on the board. You have your running back room set. Kick it over to the offensive line. Currently 15 offensive line on the roster. 
10 of them, I would say, are absolute locks. But again, based on your starters, who your backups are, when they were drafted, and who they are at positions where you have to have a backup. Again, I'm looking at 10 players who are certainly locks. I think there is a trade candidate in this group at one of those tackle spots. Again, based on the, uh, I would say, the uh, the overabundance of tackles they have. So again, I would, could see one of these two players at tackle getting traded. That gets you down instead of 11 to 10, which is why I called it 10. So you've probably got two guys battling um, you know, to make it on the practice squad out of that group back behind them. As you get done with the offense, all of a sudden you're looking at 24 players right there that I talked through. You've got 24 guys on the offensive side that are basically, you would want to say, more or less locks to make the roster. That leaves you, you know, you know, 10 to 15 players that are going to be fighting for practice squad spots and uh, looking to, you know, maybe crack one of those battles right there. As we kick it over to the special teams, there are three special teamers on this. Your kicker, your punter, your long snapper. You don't have to look or think too hard about that. They are going to be locks. Those are your three players right there that you got locked up. As you talk about special teams, again, I believe the returners, they fall into that wide receiver group. It is their fourth wide receiver, third, fourth wide receiver that's going to do the majority of the returns with the return game in the NFL being a little less relevant than it used to be. That's not as huge a deal as it used to be. Uh, but you know, really, you're, you've got two guys in that group of wide receivers that are going to be able to carry the load really no matter what happens. Kicking it over to the defensive side, it can be uh, a little bit more difficult to really sort through this as uh, as defenses will do so much tinkering. Obviously, you want to see all your different personnel groupings, your nickels, your dimes, your okies, your bases, your heavies. Uh, so it can be a little bit harder to glean throughout who, who is truly playing where. Uh, but as I look through this group, I'm really separating into the front seven and then the back four. So you've got your front seven. That's going to include your uh, basically your base and nickel defensive line, as well as your pass rushers, and then your inside linebackers, outside linebackers, again, depending, 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. And then on the back end, you're talking your corners and your safeties. As I look at the numbers right here, I think there are, let's see here... Um, 13 players that are locks. Again, 13 in your front seven that are going to be, um, again, your inside, your big men, your outside guys, your pass rushers. Again, whether it's a 3-4 defense base look or your 4-3. Again, 13 players that are locks. That gives you a little bit of flexibility. I think as you look through that group, there's going to be one inside linebacker of basically three to four guys that's going to find a way to make the roster. Again, that's going to be a great position battle right there. And then you're looking at probably one either interior or kind of hybrid inside-outside defensive lineman that's going to end up making this roster. Again, you start sorting through those numbers, look what they have. Again, a bunch of guys in terms of inside-outside guys, some guys with some versatility, flexibility. Um, again, start looking at those players that got drafted, where they go. On the back end, you are looking at eight players that are, I think, absolute locks. Again, you call it you know, four. You basically, in the NFL, want to call it five starters. Your nickel is basically going to be a starter. Two safeties, two corners, your nickel, that's five players. And then you're going to need to have probably five corners, five guys that can play corners. So that's going to be actually on this team one of the better competitions is who is going to be really that uh, fourth and fifth corner for you. 
Uh, at safety, I think your top three, maybe call it top four, pretty locked, pretty secured. Probably have one guy that's going to make it because of that special teams role that he has. Again, with these defensive backs, kind of like wide receiver, all right, who is playing multiple spots? Who can maybe flex corner, flex safety, flex into the nickel spot, as well as stand out on special teams in some of those big impact areas? Your gunners personal protector, maybe a wing who's making plays on those special teams. Again, start looking at some of those different spots um, on the back end and you can uh, start to sort it out a little bit. So as we put all those numbers together, I'm counting basically 48 of the 53 spots that are basically going to be locked up um, even without a preseason game or preseason camp. Again, obviously guys have to show up and play, but again, these spots that are uh, that are basically taken. So you're looking at five spots for an active roster, you know, on a team of, you know, call it 90 players that are really competing for five spots. So like we talked about, start by looking at special teams, who's making an impact as both a coverage player blocker, uh, returner basically set. From there, as you get done with special teams, look for the players that have versatility. Again, we talked about that at the corner, secondary spot, wide receiver as well. That may you know impact the running back as well. As a running back, uh, you think about some of your different hybrid players in the NFL, running back, wide receiver, returner. Is there a guy that's doing a little bit of that? Um, and then you start looking at some of the other stuff. Is there is there a player whose contract just you know means that they're they can't be gotten rid of? They're guaranteed money. Um, is there a reason they're there? Is it a coach's guy, a vet, a vet in the room? All those different kinds of things. Um, as you go again, going through your notes. All right, look and see. All right, when were these guys drafted? Have to look at draft picks, and you have to look at who picked them. Always easy to see. A new GM is not likely going to be loyal to players that a previous GM drafted. If they are borderline, it is more likely that GM may move on and try to bring in his own guys. Meanwhile, on the other side of that, a GM that has drafted his own players and is going to give them every chance to make a roster. And sometimes that is a tiebreaker. Sometimes it gives them guys a true leg up. A GM does not want to have to cut his own players that he has drafted. You know, is it admitting mistake? Yeah. Is it compounding mistake? Yes, absolutely. You look at some of the GMs across the league, you you know, find both of them. You find guys that are, you know, going to be quick to move on and you'll find guys that will fight tooth and nail to keep those guys on their roster because ultimately they can point to that. I had this many players that I drafted stay on that roster. So draft pick matters. Who drafted them matters and is that GM still there? Again, you think about the handful of new GMs in the NFL. There is typically a pretty big turnover on, you know, past draft picks. Those guys a lot of times are, you know, better trade candidates because they are still on a rookie contract and, you know, teams still think they can do something with them. So um, the last thing to look at always, um, who has stood out and who is a team worried about getting claimed. Again, as the cut down time comes, you know, the waiver claims that go in every week. Again, it's hard for a team to claim a player because if you do claim a player and get them, you're having to turn around and cut one of your own. But if it's a player that has absolutely stood out, had a high grade from the other team, you know, a team will jump on that. And um, there is often the conversation is, hey, can we sneak this guy through if we cut him and get him to the practice squad to bring him back up later in the year? Again, that'll always be a conversation piece. So, 
With that, hopefully you feel better. Prepare to head into this week's preseason games as cut downs happen. You're standing around the water cooler, if that's still a thing at wherever you work. Um, you know, you can start seeing and talking about all these players as they're getting trimmed from rosters. Always goes back to a numbers game and always happens this time of year. So if you have thoughts, comments, more anything you want to leave me head over to twitter find me at rightstepadv again tune in tomorrow for another audio report and as always keep scouting